Hi, everybody. This is Love Him, Love Them with Linda Gunner, where we give hope, touch lives, and change hearts. Hi, everybody. It's Linda Gunner with Love Him, Love Them. I want to welcome you. If this is your very first time tuning in, if you're on YouTube, I want to encourage you to comment below and talk back and forth with us. If you're on our YouTube channel, um, and be sure you got to like and subscribe so you can get the little notifications when we come up. We have two shows that come out every week. And then if you are listening to us on one of the amazing networks that have provided this avenue for us, we just pray that you will reach out to us through our website, which is lovehimlovethem.org. And through that website, you can uh, email us, you can find anything. And one of the big things you can do on that website is you can find our brand new book. So our brand new book, which can you see me holding it? Ah, you have to look and see. Maybe you can see it on one of the sides. Our brand new book is called Miracles with Mommy Linda. And we're going to talk about miracles today because miracles and signs and wonders are what the world is looking for today. Matter of fact, people are looking so hard for miracles and signs and wonders that they are willing to substitute and settle for counterfeit stuff. Do you know that? Counterfeit stuff. Moms, perk up. Listen up to me for a second. Your kids are reading books about how to cast spells. Your kids are, even if they're walking through, there's a restaurant that has a little store in it. I'm not going to call any names, but there are places, even like that, while you're waiting on your table, that they can meander around and look and see uh, with products about how to cast spells. Matter of fact, if you go to Barnes and Nobles or any bookstore, really, there are uh, all kinds of things out to tell your kids how to, or not your kids, to tell anybody how to use tarot cards, how to use crystals. One of the most, <laughs> you can even get new age witchcraft uh, information on discount at five below. <laughs> My husband and I were in... Uh, Oh, we were in L.A., I think L.A. or Las Vegas for the big championship game because I'm a, a Georgia Bulldog fan, as all good Christians are. And we were at the national, which you can see because God has rewarded the Georgia Bulldogs two, two, two times in a row, back to back uh, with national championships. And we were wasting some time before we were going to have uh, dinner with a friend at Five Below. <laughs> and Five Below has incense, tarot cards, crystals, anything you want. So even if you don't have the money to purchase it, you can get it at a discounted price. And so what I need you to understand is we are so hungry. We're hungry for righteousness, but instead we're filling it up with wherever we can find the power. And the problem with the churches that we have today is very few people can walk into a church and receive that same instant power, the power of deliverance, the power of healing. We don't see that. And so uh, kids, adults, people, everybody is looking for something that they can get an answer for right away. So that's why the book Miracles with Mommy Linda is so important, because it will show you God's power is active. It is alive. It is ready and available for you. And so that's why we want to make sure that you get it so that your faith can be increased because we do not want Satan to receive any more credit. And you know what? A lot of people are saying that Satan is not where that power comes from. Allow me to help educate. There's two powers. There's God and there's 
not God, <laughs> okay? There's the Holy Spirit and there's demonic spirits. And I will tell you that uh, one of the ways that I've learned that is through our book, Choir of Angels. So Choir of Angels is a book and the title of it masks what it's about because what it is really about is, because first of all, the choir was not full of angels. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. Only the editor came up with that name. But this book shows my journey and many other people's journey through how we understood how the demonic realm really works. If we, if our eyes were open, Paul talks about that in Ephesians 1. It, it says, open up the eyes of my heart. I pray, he says, I pray that the eyes of their heart will be open. Because if the eyes of your heart are open, if you see things in the spiritual realm the way God sees things, you will look at things completely differently. You'll look at everything completely differently. Uh, everything. Because God has, here's the thing too. God made us. God's the one created who created us. God's the one who has the purpose for our lives. Why would we want to look elsewhere? God's the one who created us with the void in our life for him to fill. And yet when we continue to fill it with anything and everything else, that's why we're not satisfied. And you will not be satisfied with the tarot cards. You will not be satisfied with the crystals. You will not be satisfied with the Ouija boards. You will not even be satisfied with yoga. I want to make things very clear because we have many, many churches now that are providing yoga. Satan has just wheeled his way in. You need to be very, very careful. You need to be very careful with the hand signals you're doing and the words that you're saying and the positions that you're putting your body in. Um, I have another friend who is selling a cosmetic line that is full of chakras and is full of all sorts of new age things where Satan is just weaving his way in. Be care very careful if you don't know what you're doing or why you're doing it. And the best way to do that is to know what the Word of God says. So some of us are literally going for an exercise class and we are worshiping through different hand signals and different motions other gods. And God tells us to not to have any other God before me. So I want to talk about miracles with Mommy Linda. In the New Testament of the Bible, which the, the Bible is divided, for those of you who may or may not know, into two like sections. There's the Old Testament and there's the New Testament. Um, what did Merlinda say yesterday? We were talking about back in the day. So everybody else was saying the old day and the new day. And she said, well, that's the old age and the new age. <laughs> My older daughter was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing the new age. It's the new day, the new day. But that's, that's how it's divided up, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in the New Testament, Jesus performs 37 miracles, 37 different miracles, supernatural events. Anybody know the first miracle that he performs? Turning the water into wine. He was at a wedding. Um, and wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be that would get a lot of people's attention, right? If you're at a wedding and they run out of wine and you not that he snapped his fingers, but if you could do that, that would be that would be so cool. Um, and so he performs those. So what happened was after we went through everything that we went through through choir of angels, and we understood what it meant to be, do you know what baptism means? The best way I can de describe baptism is when you take an Oreo cookie and you dip it all, you baptize it in the milk, you can either get it a little bit or you can get it all the way in. When you get it all the way in and it's completely saturated, that's what baptism is. So do you remember in the Bible where Jesus says uh, he told them to wait 
He said, Terry, who knows what Terry is? I'd love to tell my kids from now on, y'all Terry. (laughs) But he says, wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? We are completely, if you are completely saturated in the Holy Spirit, out of the mouth comes the overflow of the heart. Whatever you say, whatever you do, you're now walking, walking in the Spirit. So every time you lift up your leg, it's not just that you've asked the Holy Spirit to come into your life so you can go to heaven when you die. No, every step you take, every move you make, you're now walking in the Spirit. When you're walking in the Spirit, we just did another episode about how you're walking in the Spirit, you don't, you don't uh, fulfill the desires of the flesh. When you're walking in the flesh, you have the outburst of anger, Galatians 5. Outbursts of anger, fits of rage. That's when you're dealing with drunkenness. That's when you're dealing with orgies. You're dealing with uh, listed. It's all listed out in Galatians five. So we have the choice to walk in the spirit or to walk in the flesh. So when we're walking in the spirit, when we're baptized in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. That is where the power of God comes from. That is where the ability to deliver people comes from. It's the Holy Spirit that delivers people. It's the Holy Spirit that heals people. It's the Holy Spirit that prompts you to uh, be used as an instrument for a miracle. I want to tell you about this past Sunday. So this past Sunday, um, because when you have a book out that's called Miracles with Mommy Linda and people know that you've been used as an instrument at, at least 37 times, which we've, we've we've used it a lot more. I have notes on my phone every time a miracle happens to put it on there. And and still at the dinner table, sometimes uh, my kids will say, hey, did you ever talk about this or did you ever talk about that? I'm like, no, I forgot all about that. Wouldn't that be cool to be able to have so many miracles that you're a part of that you literally forget about them because they just become a part of your life? So when you have a book out, people are like, oh, wow, about miracles. I want you to come. I want you to pray for this. I want you to pray for that. There, It has nothing to do with me, <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with me, except I'm willing to be obedient. I'm not always 100% willing. Sometimes I'm a little snot head, and I, I don't want to do exactly what I'm supposed to do. But I, I believe it. I believe it. And you know why I believe it? I believe in the power of God because I've seen it. I've laid my hand on someone's heart and told the heart to start beating right, and it starts beating right, right? has nothing to do with me except for where is my faith and what do I believe and when I choose to be obedient. So I reached out to this, this, this guy for this church that I was at this past Sunday. So he said, listen, my wife has this huge tumor uh, on her thyroid, and we've been going to doctors for 30 years What's up with 30 years? That is a long time. He said, so it's a massive tumor uh, on both sides of her neck. He said, so I want you to come. I want you to share with the church. And then I want you to pray for my wife. He said, because we're finally scheduled for a surgery this Thursday, the following Thursday from that Sunday. And he said, so uh, I'd like for you to come and pray. And I was like, okay, absolutely. So I go. And this church happens to be a uh, what are the letters? F P H. Have you guys ever heard of that? It's called. And I. So when he gave me the name of the church, I had, and he said F P H. I was like, What does F P H stand for? <laughs> he said it stands for or F B H. F B H. Fire, baptism, and holiness. 
I thought, girlfriend, we're fixing to have a party at this church, right? They're going to be like, I mean, jumping off the walls or uh, running up and down the aisles or whatever. But then when I got there, <clears throat> I didn't see that. I didn't see any of that. And I, I don't know. I, I thought, I guess that's what they believe in. Ooh, this is good. A lot of times, just because we say we believe in it, because what does the Bible say about demons? Demons believe there's a God, right? Even the demons believe there's a God. So I think sometimes what we believe and then being a believing believer to really believe what we say we believe, it shows in our actions. And so anyways, I got there. It was an amazing uh, time. And at the end, we say, does anybody need a miracle? And if you do, come forward. Oh, my gosh. It was like unbelievable. I mean, I, I want to tell you about one miracle, which I, I want to share on our just on our miracle show. But <laughs> this this lady came forward and she said, my name is Eve. And I was like, oh, that's so precious. And she said, I really need prayer. Um, I need prayer for my marriage. Da, da, da. The next day, as soon as she gets marriage out, another guy walks up and he got she goes, this is my husband, Adam. <laughs> You guys have got to be kidding me. Adam and Eve, if Adam and Eve can't make marriage work, who in the world is going to be able to make a marriage work, right? So we stand there and literally just after maybe five minutes of talking, and I mean anger, we, well, first of all, she prays to make Jesus the Lord of her life right there. And actually her husband went to sit down while we talked about that. She makes Jesus the Lord of her life, miracle number one, right? The minute she does that, like the the anger and the irritation and the way she was talking about her husband changed just like that. He comes walking back up. I said, Adam, I'd like to introduce you to your new wife, Eve, who has just made Jesus the Lord of her life. And the the two people that were standing there four seconds before at each other's throat are in each other's arms, in each other's arms. She's she's telling him, I mean, unbelievable, drastic, drastic change within within one prayer, one prayer. So one miracle was her salvation. The second miracle was the healing of their marriage. And then I could go on and on and on and on and on. Um, but what I want to tell you about is the pastor's wife. So the pastor's wife comes up. And I mean, there are, there are people there who are there expecting miracles. They came in with canes. They came in with, um, some of them had driven like two hours come in with rashes, uh, look, look like psoriasis on their arms. So the pastor's wife, we saved her for the very end, but I was so blessed to be able to have a conversation with her in the beginning to just sort of walk through and talk through where she had been. Because do you know what? I'm not going to say that every sickness is a result of sin, but I am going to say this. Do you know in James it says, for those of you who are sick— Call upon the leaders of the church, have them anoint you with oil, and your not only will you be healed, but your sins will be forgiven. It's like a bonus round. You get healing and forgiveness of sins. So a lot of times I like to, when people come up and ask for a miracle, I mean, the number one question is, are you a believer? Do you tell me about, and, and this is what I want to ask you. You may be listening today and you're like, I need a miracle. I want a miracle. The only reason I'm listening to this is because I want a miracle. Are you a child of God? And you don't have to be a child of God to receive a miracle. Many times God uses the miracle to draw you into the kingdom or for you to see the power of God. But if you say you're a believer and you are continuing to walk in the flesh 
and not in the spirit. God wants your attention. He doesn't do things to you to get your attention, but he wants your attention because he wants you to live a spirit-filled life. He wants you to live an abundant life. John 10.10, Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So if your life is not an abundant life, an abundant life, that's here. That's not, we know things are going to be completely different in heaven. He wants us to have a life full here. And that all comes from living in the spirit. And when we live in the spirit, that's that power of the Holy Spirit that wants to heal. You know, there's another verse in Psalms that tells us that our strength will equal our days, right? Our strength will equal our days. So, so I, anyways, so she comes up. So I have a long conversation with her. Tell me about when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. And here's another thing that I hear so often. When did you make Jesus? When did you become a Christian? Oh, I was born a Christian. We were not born Christians. Okay. We, if you want to understand that you were born into sin and you're in church, go to the nursery. Go to go. That's why they have so much difficulty getting people to volunteer for the nursery because the kids are jacked up. They're whacked up. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're this is mine. That is mine. They're born into sin. Okay, so we're born into sin. We have to die to that sin. So there needs to be a point in time when you can say this is the moment in time when I turned from my wicked ways, when I repented, this is the moment in time whenever I said I wanted to be, I wanted to surrender and stop doing things my way and begin to do things the way that the Bible orders it. God has a plan for our lives and he has a plan for exactly how he wants us to do things. Okay. So I had that discussion with her. She shared with me an amazing story. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman with this massive tumors that are just inhibiting her, not in pain, but starting to inhibit her windpipe. And that's why she has to have the surgery. So we saved her for last. After everyone else uh, had come forward, we prayed and saw tons of miracles. Amazing situations happen. Uh, a matter of fact, the service started at 1030 and I was there till four o'clock. Uh, so that just goes to show you how things went. So we saved her for the end and prayed. Very, very short prayer. I anointed the the tumor with oil, and as I'm praying, you start to see this tumor shrink. You start to see it go down. So I said, you know, I, I want you to go home, and if if the tumor it does not continue to shrink before you have to go to the surgery, I said, I want to make sure you give me a call back. So that night, I had to come home. We have Bible study at my house on Sunday nights. That night after Bible study, I get a text from her husband who says, you're not going to believe <laughs> You're not going to believe this, which every time you hear you're not going to believe this, you know, there comes the miracle. You're not going to believe this. The tumor is continuing to shrink. It's just continuing to shrink. I wonder if you have something in your life that you wish it would continue to shrink. You wish it would continue to go away. Do you remember the guy that Jesus prayed for? Uh, and it was to open up blind, his blind eyes. And he prayed for him. And then he said, okay, now can you see? And the guy goes, eh, the people right now look like trees. He says, okay, let's pray again. Who is willing 
to just keep on praying until you see the power of God come. Because that's where the miracles happen. Miracles have nothing to do with you except where is your faith? My faith, I knew when I came there, that, that, that tumor was going. I knew it. Because I knew, it, with as massive as it was, that God could use that story for glory. He could use it and say, look, it's the power. It's my power. It's, God, it's the power of God. I'm the one that's going to get rid of that. But the problem is there are so many of us who are not willing to pray. You know, I, I tell the story all the time about the very fir- one of the very first miracles we saw or I realized was when we went to Haiti the first time in 2010 or 11 after the devastating earthquake. And when we got there, there was a pair of shoes inside of the uh, suitcase that was the right size for every single child. And that before we left, that pastor said, you have brought us what my wife and I have been praying for for three months. And I always say, you know, three months, who's going to pray for something for three months? I mean, most of us, by the time we pray for three minutes, if we don't have the answer, we figure, okay, that's not God's will. Three hours, three days, but three months. Is there something that's going on that you would be, and I'm not even saying it takes that long. It doesn't. God can, that's what a miracle is. When divine appointments happen, when supernatural things take place, we've seen blind eyes open. We have seen dead people raised from the dead. We have seen demons cast out of people. That is not something that's just in the book of Acts. That is something that you can say whatever you want. I'm telling you it's happening now because I'm seeing it happen now. I'm seeing it happen now. Just a couple of weeks ago, a gentleman who came to a service who planned to commit suicide on his way home and leave two of his children with somebody in the church so that he could kill himself, comes forward, gives Jesus Christ his life, and leaves and wants Jesus. Um, Voodoo. Voodoo is a very, very prevalent uh, witchcraft, spiritual thingamabob that happens in Haiti. And do you know, I mean, some of you may not even know about voodoo. The only reason I know about voodoo is because I work and have a ministry in Haiti. And yet somehow, somehow, somebody who lives in New York City saw voodoo somewhere on my Instagram and reached out to me and asked me if I could cast a spell for him. (laughs) And yet God used that and performed a miracle in his life. A guy who has not worked, not done anything for two years except for seeking out voodoo and seeking out witchcraft reaches out to me and through a Zoom call, I am able to lead him to Jesus Christ. And in three days, he has a job and is and is completely turned his life around. Miracles are happening today through divine appointments, through instruments and vessels that God is looking for. Second Chronicles tells us the eyes of the Lord are roaming the earth searching for a searching for somebody who's got their heart turned toward him. You pray this morning and ask God to use you as a vessel He's going to use you. He's looking. It's kind of like right now, everybody's looking to hire people and they're having to shut down because they can't find people. God God gets that, right? Because he has the same experience. So I really want to encourage you to make sure you get that book. And I want to encourage you today because you're one of two people. You're either listening today and you need a miracle 
or you're listening today and you have the opportunity to be a vessel to be used for a miracle for somebody else. Either one of those, that book is going to encourage you. It's going to encourage you to know the power of God that is living inside of you. Don't waste. Our lives on this earth are like a mist. I use spray on deodorant, air it extra dry. And as soon as you spray it, that's a mist. That's it. That is all we that is all we are on this earth compared to eternity. Why not use the time we're here instead of complaining, being addicted, uh, looking for the supernatural in all the wrong places? Why not find the guidebook to the God that created you, the awesome, powerful one who has a plan for your life? There's two people that have a plan for your life. Satan has a plan for your life. And God has a plan for your life. And you can take either route. It's your choice. You know, I have a good friend who said to me recently, I really hate the idea of free will. And I, because sometimes when we see people that we love, people that are close to us, our kids make decisions that are so far out of God's will. But we know there's not a thing we can do about it because God set it up where he wanted us to be able to make the decision. Nobody wants in their marriage or their kids walking around like a robot saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. No, we want them to love us because they love us. God is the same way. He's that sweet, still voice. He's the one who wants you to have the option. It's your choice. It is your choice. You can follow and fall into the line of God's plan for your life, or you can stay where you are and live in Satan's plan for your life. Satan's plan is walking in the flesh. That's when you do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, no matter what. I don't care who it hurts, and Satan will lie to you and and make you think it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just your plan. Or you can fall under the submission and the surrender and live by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God living inside of you. You know, Jesus said before he left, don't worry. When I go, I'm going to send somebody that's going to be your comforter. It's going to be your guide. He's going to be your counselor. The Holy Spirit can tell you when to turn left and when to turn right. When to say something, when not to say something. When a temptation comes, he promises you he will provide a way out. Just had a conversation with one of my business coaches last week that said, you know, Linda, God will never place more on you than you can handle. And I said, you know, honey, that ain't right. (laughs) God continuously places things on us that we can't handle so that we will turn to him. So if you've ever been told that and you're carrying a burden and a load that is so heavy and you think, oh, well, I've got this because God thinks highly of me and he thinks I can handle this. No, 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 no. God tells us to cast those burdens on him, cast those cares on him. It's the temptation that he says he'll never place on you without giving you a way out. So be sure to get this miracles book. Be sure if you are the person that needs a miracle or if you are the person that is has the ability through the power of God to be used as an instrument to pray for others so that miracles will happen, healings will happen. And you know, when that takes place, 
It doesn't only change the person that the miracle happened for, it changes the, the view of every single person that sees it. When that whole congregation watched those two people come up that were at odds with each other, and within two minutes, the entire atmosphere changed because of the power of the Holy Spirit, it changes people. So be a change agent. Be a person that can love Him by loving them. And there's no better way to love them than to be able to be a miracle provider, an instrument that God's power can work through. 